stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now. I mean it. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with our BS. This is episode number 80 and I'm Tony Santabria. And I'm JDK Winnikin. Another round number. 80 times we've gotten together to help debunk the mm-hmm. junk, those BS stories mm-hmm. that we tell ourselves in various emotional states that just make our lives more difficult. And mm-hmm. we are about on this show finding ease and flow in ourselves. We are. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's right there for us to connect to. Mm-hmm. We don't have to manufacture anything. And we don't have to um, like look for it and take it with us when we leave the house. Either. That's right. It's just part of our internal state. That's right. You don't so. have to pack it up like a lunch. It's not like a chemistry set. We can't lose it. Can't lose it. No. Just use it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. So, <laughs> hi, Tony. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm good. I am good. So, uh, thank you to all of you for who are joining us. Uh, if you are doing so, listening live. Good morning. Hopefully mm-hmm. you're enjoying your early morning. <laughs> if you're listening as a podcast, and remember you can get this wherever you get your podcasts, thank you so much for subscribing and for leaving us a review. We really do appreciate it. Also, please visit us at our YouTube channel that has videos of every single episode. Also visit our Facebook page, Facebook group, Breaking Up With Our BS to get content in between. Check out Tawny's six-week self-mastery course where you can take all these concepts that we talk about, apply them in your own context and see what it does for you and your BS stories. And also every second Saturday of the month at 9 a.m. Pacific time, Tony and I do a one-hour free Zoom workshop where you can work directly with us on these practices, ask us any questions, give us any feedback, and that is all available every month to sign up through our Facebook page and elsewhere. Yes, Ooh. it is. Ooh. I'm so glad you do that portion. Are you? Yes. <laughs> one less thing for you to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when you've done it 80 times. You're pretty good at it now. Yeah, it's it's kind of got a cadence to it. That is you know? true. That yeah. is true. It's so familiar. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. But what what's really fun is looking back on the on the track of where we started 80 episodes ago. We didn't have all those pieces going. We didn't. Right? Mm-mm. Yeah. And the book is still coming along, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. we're we're getting closer. We are getting closer are to getting what? Closer. Who knows? To what? But um <laughs> something to something we're getting closer to something. Something. Yeah, so stay mm-hmm. tuned on that uh, mm-hmm. because that is still in the works. So All right. So, where do you want to go today, Tony? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm in awe of all of the words that you use. <laughs> um in awe. <laughs> I mean, of course, it's become familiar for you. So, yes, right? right. So, I understand that, right? But, um, yeah, something about this this idea that we all kind of share about maybe having answers to things or having to be be able to explain things in such a way that we're using words, maybe too many words. Mm. Um, having to have the right answer. The right answer, yes. Or an answer. Have yeah. an opinion. Yeah. Well, words are everywhere. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, on one hand, yeah, we, we communicate with them, I guess, you know. That we, well, not only with them. Not only with them, yeah. Yes, we communicate with nonverbal. We do. And, and tone, but I guess we have to have the words for that. But, uh, but certainly, we are inundated with Ugh. words Too all many. day long. Too many. And your point about having the right answer, you know, that would definitely be... Mm. 
with words. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. And we have this expectation of ourselves that if we get a question, mm-hmm. wherever the question comes in from, oh. that, that we need to have some kind of a right answer. Yeah. The need to be the expert when we're asked on something or, you know, or when someone demands an answer from us on something. Mm-hmm. Give me an answer on this. Mm-hmm. Oh. And you know what's funny, too? I think this happens a lot, too, where somebody has a th- thought in their head, right? And like, oh, I got to find this thing out, right? And when maybe it's work-related, maybe it has to do with boss or, you know, um, coworker or something like that. And so then the words are just thrown out there in the context of an email or text or a phone call, right? <laughs> Voice message or something like that. Boom, right? And then the receiver gets this, yeah, right? And then here comes the adrenaline, yeah. right, of like, oh, my gosh. Number one, why is he asking me the question? I thought he already knew the answer. I thought mm-hmm. I already told him the answer. Oh, my God, I didn't tell him the answer that he wanted to know. So now i got to find the answer that he wants to know, right? So there's just a lot of um, stress mm-hmm. <laughs> that can come about. And then wordsmithing. Well, yeah, having to figure Massaging, out. Massaging, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and the words right. Mm-hmm. How do I want to say this? How do I want to do this? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I just even already answered. Mm. I already gave that answer. What is it about the way I answered it already that it wasn't clear? <laughs> <laughs> right. A lot of stress around all that. Yeah, there is. And yet, and, but I know even for myself, I can feel that. You know, and when I was in academia, when you're a professor, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was more or less told, you need to have an answer, right? I, the best professor said, don't worry about saying, you know, not sure about that. Let me, let me get back to you. And I did do that. But still the pressure was there to like, you're the professor. You're the one teaching the class. You're the one standing up there. You're the one supposed to be able to do this. I remember once, I mean, that's because I treated it as almost performative, right? Like rather than turn the thing back around and go, okay, well, let's consider this. It's a good question. What are the, based on what you know, what are some of the options? Rather than workshop that out in a classroom environment, the pressure on me of, I felt like I needed to have the answer. Mm-hmm. And that fit into a whole lot of areas of my life, too. <laughs> you always have an answer. Mm-hmm. Right. So then what if you didn't have the answer, oh, yeah. but then the pressure was there to have the answer? Did you just have to make something up? Well, you know, it's funny. I actually had a professor one time who was said this half jokingly, but only half jokingly. Hey, chances are a student's not really going to know one way or the other. So even if you made something up, it's better than nothing. Yeah. And why is it better than nothing? It's uh, a good question. <laughs> because that, well, that's all about, that's all about, um, like we were talking about last week, <laughs> not being an imposter. It's appearances. It's appearances. Yeah. It's appearances uh, and, and authority. Maintain your authority mm. and your control over the classroom environment by, you know, you don't want to give self, you don't want to give doubt in your abilities to somebody who you're talking to. And not having the answer would give doubt. Uh huh. I do get that message from time to time. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what's interesting now, being out of that environment mm-hmm. and in the coaching space in particular, uh, can still get that sometimes, right? I sometimes have, have clients who just want me to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm like, nah, not how it works. <laughs> Different kind of coaching. Mm-hmm. I'm not a basketball coach that says, this is how you run this play and this is how you play defense and mm-hmm. this is how you pass. It's not what I do. It's not what you do, right? It's so, but I notice it comes up there because people want that. They look, you know, in that case, they're looking at me as this quote unquote authority when 
that's not really what it is. You know, so, but I notice the difference a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and it kind of can, it can kind of bug them sometimes because I just keep kicking it back into the, into the arena, right? They shoot that puck at me of what's the answer and I knock it back into play and go, keep playing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but it's much better. I, I, I feel much more comfortable in that space, not having to have one mm-hmm. because approaching it from curiosity and openness and wondering, mm-hmm. I think leads us down a path of figuring a lot, a lot of these things out for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, um, do you ever really even know the answer for somebody else anyway? No. Like just in a general sense, mm-hmm. you know, when somebody says, "What? Well, what do you think I should do about this particular thing?" Right? Is are they asking so that they're off the hook? <laughs> right. Are right. they asking because they just don't have time to consider what might be important to them? <laughs> what are they asking for, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. and maybe there's a really good reason. And and but getting clarity around that, um, I think, mm-hmm. is where we all grow, right? Mm-hmm. If we can answer our own questions for ourselves, mm-hmm. if we can get to that place, then gosh, wow, how much internal power do we have then? Yeah, if we can answer our own questions. Yeah. Yeah, and in the coaching space, I find a correlation, definitely. Um, the more talking my client is doing and processing these things out and wondering, and <clears throat> the better things seem to go. Well, we sort at things when we talk. We do. Mm-hmm. We do, which is the value of it, right? I mean, there is value in that. I think what we're talking about, though, is about the need to have the definitive answer on something. And where does that, what, what stories does that feed or what stories does that come from? And there's some pretty powerful ones. You know, I recognize ones like, in order for me to have value to this person, I need to give them this answer. Mm-hmm. And not only does it need to be the right answer, I need to deliver it in a really good way. Mm-hmm. You know? And like if you have five answers, <laughs> which one do you give? <laughs> right? Are we shaping our answer uh-huh. to in order because we think, oh, this person would rather hear this answer? Yes. That's the so I'll tell him this one. Mm-hmm. And and how does that help anybody? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's just like noise because mm-hmm. it's meaningless. Mm-hmm. Well, and it makes it more about ourselves than actually oh, totally. that other person <laughs> than what they're actually. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and that's a disconnecting process because then you're not really connected from that space if that's what's really happening, right? Mm-hmm. And in order to be in that, to be in a supportive situation or connected situation, I think you have to be able to be open about what you might not know mm-hmm. or not being sure. And I've never had somebody say to me when I've said to them, you know, what? that's a good question. Let me think about that. I don't know. I've never had anybody go, oh, what do, what do you, you know? <laughs> what do you mean you don't know right now? <laughs> exactly. What's the matter with you? <laughs> never happened. Never happened. No, no, no. We've, we've sort of been conditioned to look outside of ourselves for somebody mm-hmm. else to have the answer, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a parent, whether mm-hmm. it's a partner, whether it's a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is the idea, too, that, that, like you said, we process, you know, we work things out when we're talking. And I understand the power of that. And uh, at some point, you know, if, if, if words are like you throw them out there, after a while they can just clutter up everything. I mean, if, if it's words at the expense of, one's own sense of self and one's own sense of, of direction, intuition, whatever you want to call it, then it's a problem. You know, I've noticed it recently, like on social media, you see it a lot. 
you know, when people are putting stuff out and, and more and more words get added to posts, right? You know, now I don't know if you've seen these, but now they have these memes that you can have like a meme that with a little saying on it. Then all you have to do is swipe to the left and you get like six more in a row and people just pack in writing and they only stay on the screen for like 10 seconds. So you can't read them mm-hmm. that amount of time. So you have to keep scrolling back and right. they're just packed full of words. And it's like, okay, I got to get all of this in into this little five meme little package and hope this sticks to the person who this is the hundredth thing they've read since they started scrolling and they're going to read a hundred more. I'm hoping this sticks. And it's just all of a sudden, it's just word garbage mm-hmm. out there. Not garbage in the content, but there's just too much of it. And is that about keep reading my post so I get you know, higher status on the algorithms? Right. Or is that really about wanting to share content that's important and meaningful? Mm-hmm. Right. So there's, there's a, you know, social media, there's a bit of, oh, yeah. I got to figure out how to make sure that I'm, you know, in, yeah. in, a, in a place where I want to be in the algorithms. Right? right. So I think part of that isn't so much that I really want you to get this. <laughs> I think that is, I really mm-hmm. want you to stay on my post. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I mean, if you're, if part of this is coming from a business or, you know, yeah. something like mm-hmm. that, I get the, the, the pressure and the need to continue to put those things out there, the desire to keep doing that. And yet I find sometimes the most profound moments where I pause is when I read something with very few words. Totally. Yeah. Where I just go, whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. A quote or, you know, a quick saying or a, you know, just something like that mm-hmm. goes a lot further than that or the ones that stop me in the tracks is sometimes ads for different apps that kind of help you calm down and all of a sudden all you hear is like the green noise mm-hmm. and you kind of go oh <laughs> that's nice you know it's yeah and that that to me i know it's it sounds hilarious even my own ears with my own background mm-hmm. the fewer the words so often the better because at least in the context we're talking about i'm giving my i'm not distracting myself with so many words Mm-hmm. That I'm not paying attention to how I feel because mm-hmm. words like that, I think are coming from what, you know, what we always call that thinking space yeah. rather than the integrated mm-hmm. grounded self. Mm-hmm. And, and I think those, those words that do affect me the most are the ones that come from a grounded space. Sure. Whether I'm reading them, receiving them from somebody else, or they're coming from me from that space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the part sort of being able to recognize what words feel, end up feeling just like noise, mm-hmm. right? If it's not, if it's not resonating right away, skip past it, mm-hmm. right? Because you're wasting your mental energy, right? Yeah. We love to put out a lot of words because it makes us feel really smart when we do this, mm-hmm. right? So then it becomes about us. Mm-hmm. Look how much I know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Follow me <laughs> for all of the answers. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so it keeps us in this external, like reaching force. Oh, okay, that wasn't the answer. Okay, that wasn't the answer. Let me keep looking. Maybe this is the answer. Yeah. And and of course we all do this to some degree. But but it's all it's you know maybe important to kind of notice when that's happening and then make that choice around. Do I really want to keep expending all of this energy energy trying to find that next right answer? Somebody has to have that right answer for me. Yeah. Or maybe it's just internal. Maybe if you spent some time internal to yourself yeah. you'd find it yeah the way you were putting that outward get where you express that almost breathlessly 
captures that energy perfectly mm-hmm. where you can all of a sudden you're amped up and you're almost breathless from the amount of energy it takes to process that through. Yeah. You know, when, when really just the, the step back, mm-hmm. right. And the recognition that, that, that thinking space isn't necessarily going to give you what it is that you're hoping for. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fewer words, fewer words. Mm-hmm. And we can all know things and not have to say them. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the other part too. God, I wish more people, <laughs> I wish more people would embrace that. Right? Like that's it, you can really know things and not have <laughs> and to not say have things. To say them, right? and, and they may not matter, right? You know, it's, it, I find it so funny, like on, in social media, when you really notice it a lot, when people put out these posts that, you know, or comments that they feel they must do or that are so important to put out there. And they just aren't, you know, like when somebody tells you why they're leaving a Facebook group that you're in and I just go, okay, bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, why, why did you think I needed to know why you were leaving? You know? Yeah. You can know you don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. You can know and that. you can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do I need to know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Am I really going to go, you know, out of these 30,000 people that are on this, hey, <laughs> where'd Nick from Omaha go? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, I mean, <laughs> I'm not, Nick. <laughs> right. right. Just more words <laughs> to have to process and sort through. Right. But but that might be about another need. Right. Right. So we can look at all of these things sure. and sort of maybe make some assumptions about another need while that, when that stuff happens, yeah. certainly. Yeah. Well, it's, and, and to me that we talk about it on the show a lot, the amount of noise, visually, audio, <laughs> attention. Um, energy-wise, that we get. We're kind of in an unprecedented level of being opened up to that and exposed to that, right? Mm-hmm. Social media age is comp- particularly powerful, and it's, and it's fundamentally brand new in the human experience. And so that's one reason I really love the fact that we are talking, even though we're using words now, right? Talk about this. It's one of the reasons I love that we're doing, you know, we do the practice, you know, uh, workshop, you have the self, you have the self mastery. There's a lot less of that mm-hmm. <laughs> talking mm-hmm. in those because it's a matter of getting comfortable with ourselves. And we cannot, and I've tried this, talking myself into being comfortable in my own skin never worked. Mm-hmm. Never worked. Mm-hmm. And it won't talk you into being comfortable with the outside world either. Mm-hmm. I've tried that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sense of, just experiencing and that sense of just being in your body where mm-hmm. there really doesn't have to be any words at all. There doesn't need to be any kind of evaluating or mm-hmm. analyzing or fixing or sorting or anything like that either. Mm-hmm. Right. It can just be sort of here right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No words needed. <laughs> Sounds really weird for people when they first kind of can encounter that or it can anyway, I've had people go, Oh, that's what a relief. Mm hmm. <laughs> Then I've had other people who it's really hard for them to sit with that quiet in themselves yeah. for a little while, mm-hmm. which I get, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's a new thing for many of us. Yes, right? Like we're more comfortable with what's familiar mm-hmm. for sure. And we've learned that, you, you know, you live your life from that thinking space, which requires words mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, right? <laughs> I mean, certainly some folks think sort of like more of a movie instead of words. So I'm not like, but if we're living from a thinking space, 
quite a bit, we're probably using a lot of words yes. to explain ourselves, mm-hmm. to to teach or to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do project, you know, communicating with other yeah. people. We're doing that oh, a yeah. lot without even real awareness of the time that it takes to fill all the space with all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the amount of energy it expends. The energy, yeah. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, it's it's particularly real for me with all the, you know, doing the writing, doing the speaking, background and teaching, you know, mm-hmm. academia. That's all words all the time. Yes. So to me, to cultivate the practice of stepping outside of that intentionally mm-hmm. and being open and curious and accepting of all the multiple mm-hmm. states that come with that mm-hmm. has been the number one area of practice mm-hmm. for me. Because when I, do, uh, when I do think, I do think with words. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think in terms of, of how would I describe this or how would I do that. Um, and it, it, it clutters. It can clutter really yes. fast. Yes. Yeah. But it's funny because I'm sort of the opposite in that I don't, I use a whole lot less words generally. Oh, well. This is true. Compared to you, a lot less words, <laughs> well, right? come on now. <laughs> um, Most people can say. But, but. Sorry, go ahead. But it, it, you know what's so fascinating about it, though, is that we, um, there is something to, like, people don't know that you know things unless you say things, mm-hmm. right? Instead of being able to tune in, in general, tune in in a way that's like a, an energetic sort of knowing. Yeah, connective knowing. Right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes people have been surprised by the things I know because I didn't say them when they thought I would say them. Right. Right. I kind of let things sort of go. You didn't step into the arena to prove this. Before things sort of just played out in the way that they Uh played out. Uh Right. So then after they play out, they're not happy with me. (laughs) Yes. Oftentimes. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what did you think was going to happen? Mm-hmm. Right. But that's the part of like, if I were to say all the words ahead of time, it would probably be meaningless. Mm-hmm. They still would want to go through the experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of whatever that was. Right. Right. And then going through the experience and then the knowing that happens from actually going through the experience as opposed to just being told is much more impactful. Yes. And I don't have to get my feelings hurt. Like, look again, they didn't listen to me. <laughs> Hubby Dave. No, um, no, ah. but, but you know, you know, it's like this thing like. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know his reaction. I know. I just, I just let, you know, let's just see what happens here. Right. <laughs> no, but that's a part of it too, right? So we do use words mm-hmm. oftentimes in ways to be what we think is more helpful. Kind of sometimes. Yeah. But, but it's not always. Yeah. It's not yeah. Always. And that, and that. And, and people can get really upset when that, when that happens. Why didn't you chime in if you knew this much about it? I, people said that to me. Mm-hmm. I actively, as part of this practice for myself, st- you know, I try to observe more mm-hmm. than jumping in on something. And I try to recognize when I feel that impulse to really jump in because this is something I quote unquote know about, mm-hmm. which sometimes can just mean something I feel really strongly about. That does not necessarily mean I know a lot about it. But nevertheless, but people can get mad at you. Why didn't you say something? And that assumption right there, you know, why do I need to? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, mm-hmm. didn't really feel like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's true. Yeah, you 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 do surprise sometimes. <laughs> yeah, when with when that comes out. But I mean, I think that's good though, because it there's to me I find I love those moments where I learn something new about a person like that. Where I go, because then I can look at myself and go, Oh, I never thought mm-hmm. that this would be something that they really knew about. And then I have to ask myself, if I'm being really honest. Why did I assume they didn't? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because that's all about me. That's just a story. That's a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I guess sometimes the words just preclude the experience. Mm-hmm. Right? So sometimes we don't have to have the answer. We don't have to. We can let life play out a bit. Yeah. And it can all be okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, words, and you know, I, I had the experience too when, you know, earlier in life where I felt when I was learning how to express what was happening inside of me, you know, working through that, this feeling that if I just spat up enough words, kind of vomited all over the room, right, figuratively, that I would feel better. And I might for a short period of time, but then I would be inevitably disappointed when all those feelings would come back. I'd be like, oh, what was wrong? How, what, I barfed up all this emotion one time and now it's all back again? Mm-hmm. When really what I had to learn over time was, yes, talk about it, but I also have to learn how to Sit and be okay with whatever feeling is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Words don't fix them. No. They no. come and go. They come and go. And that doesn't develop resilience by itself. Mm-hmm. Right. The resilience comes from sitting with, no matter how, no matter to what degree we have something explained to ourselves from a thinking space, we still got to sit with it. Mm-hmm. We still have to let it flow. We still have to practice with it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I love all the junk. There's so much. Yeah, it's fun. There's so much. And, but that's, that's the, hopefully for everybody listening, that, that that's the encouraging part of all this. Mm-hmm. When you're aware of it, that's so much of this. It's beyond just the starting point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a good thing to just be aware of it and to not have to force yourself to do something with it one way or the other. Yeah. Just be aware of it. Yeah. And have a chuckle when it shows up. Oh my gosh, you have to. Yeah. Because it's funny because it's like, oh, there it goes again. Like, here it is again. Uh-huh. It's not just this mental thing that I just, if I know this thing, then I've fixed the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that we've been yeah. conditioned to think. Yeah. Right? That's like not how it works. A couple weeks ago, that flipping yeah. the switch. Oh, I yeah. know it now. I won't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's nope. not how it works. So we can find <laughs> some some laughter yes. in learning about how it actually works. Yeah. And and laughter in that sense from a, from a present standpoint is so good. Right. And it helps with everything. It helps with ease. It helps with flow. It helps with breathing to laugh. That's why I love when in the practice of doing the breathing, the inviting in the inward smile mm-hmm. is so powerful in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can yeah. do a whole episode about that too. I know. It takes us out of that fight or flight also. It does. It does. Um, awesome. All right. Well, yeah. there we go. We're out of time again. Okay. Well, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> My guess is we're going to be doing this again soon. Oh, I think, remember, we were never going to stop. We're never, <laughs> we're never stopping. <laughs> All right. We are going to stop for today, though. So thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Breaking Up with our BS. Really happy to have you with us. We will be back next week with another episode around another pile of poo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until then, I'm J.D.K. Winnikin. And I'm Tani Santabria. Go easy on yourselves, everybody. Now I'm yeah. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's that guy, Daniel?